It's Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1 WAJI here on a Thursday. As always, thanks for hanging out with us, making us a part of your morning routine. Want to make sure we say thank you. Your listening means a lot. Angie Nash is in studio. Again, good morning. Thank you for having me, Andy. Back in. I love it when you're in here. Uh, The news, pretty heavy stuff still going on. We get it. If you want something lighthearted, here it is. It's National Donut Appreciation Day. That's a good way to ease into the headlines that we're about to get into. Presidential race is still too close to call. Unofficial counts have Joe Biden in some cases needing six electoral votes. Some networks went ahead with that. Some people said you needed more. All are trying to get to 270. Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania have still yet to turn in their homework when it comes to vote tallies and provide their unofficial results. Mm-hmm. And the Trump campaign has already filed lawsuits in Pennsylvania and Michigan regarding the counting. And the Trump campaign has already requested a recount in Wisconsin. My only little tidbit I did from watching a little bit of coverage last night is that if you ask for a recount, everyone's cool. They're like, we'll totally recount. No problem with that. You just have to pay for that. All of it. You have to pay for every volunteer, every worker, and I guess volunteers don't get paid, but everything that goes into getting a recount, that's got to come out of your campaign pocket. Dang. There are over 100 protests planned across the country starting today through Saturday. By the way, I love the people who planned ahead. Saturday, we're having our protest, guys. Uh, Planning a (laughs) protest. I'm right there with you. Uh, Protests are in Detroit, Phoenix, other places. It's getting sort of heated. You're going to see some of the national spotlight on that today. A lot of the dialogue will also be surrounding voter turnout. Here in our area, over half of all registered voters in Northeast Indiana participated in the election. That's good. Wells and Whitley counties can give each other a chest bump because over 75% of their registered voters turned out. That's kind of a big number. That's a huge number, Andy. Anything, Anything with like a six in it's big. So getting 75 is kind of a big deal. Here in Allen County, 64% voter turnout. According to Google, the election night saw these two sites popping up the most, or these two searches. Liquor stores near me, and where can I get fries? (laughs) I want to point out, as Angie has great insight on this, how do you not know the answer to either one of those questions? You know those things. You know the closest gas station and liquor store and fast food by your house. You just know. I mean, the only person who is like, you've never seen McDonald's before, and you voted, and you've never tried booze until that night. Like, that's (laughs) the, who's that guy? Who's that woman? And finally, the Indiana Department of Health announced yesterday that the daily record was set again of over 3,700 additional Hoosiers being diagnosed with COVID-19. Nationally, yesterday, over 100,000 new cases were announced. Watching that yesterday, I'd like to point out, Governor Holcomb had been very casual in his T-shirt, you know, hanging out with his T-shirt and blazer the last couple of weeks. Yesterday, he was full on buttoned up. He was like, you voted for me. You deserve more. Button shirt and everything. I, I got to tell you, st- stop the news music. Stop the news music. I don't think I have the build. I don't know what it is. I can't wear a t-shirt and a blazer. Oh, really? I don't think that I make it like work. right up your alley. I don't think I can make it work. Sometimes, you ever have, like, growing up as a guy, I had suit uh, issues. Like, sometimes your mom buys you a suit, but she buys it two sizes too big. <laughs> so the suit wears you. Yeah. You don't wear the suit. And I'm letting you know, I think I'm scarred from some of those moments of like church and Sunday school growing up where I'm like, I I don't fit in this. That's what's trending now with our Magic 95.1 news. It's Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Angie Nash co-hosting with me this morning. While you were giving birth, your man was doing what? 
The reason why it's the story today is there's a photo making the internet rounds on Reddit that's caused a little bit of a debate. It shows a guy eating a full pizza in the delivery room while his significant other appears to be in the middle of a contraction. Now, the debate is whether or not he should be doing that. Most people say no, because remember, once you're pregnant with the epidural, you can't do anything except like sip ice chips. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You can't Mm -hmm. have anything else. So you're teasing them with food. Other people are like, hey, at least he didn't leave the room, didn't leave your side. Could be a long night. He's uh, proteining up. I get it. But I've learned over the years of doing this job, man. Guys, nobody gives us a manual as to what to do when your wife goes into labor or your significant other. You just don't know what to do with some of the downtime. Right. And there's a ton of it. There's so much more than you realize. And sometimes, you know, you go, hey, I'm going to help you out. And your wife doesn't want any help. So then you go sit over there in the little dad couch over there on the side. And then you don't know. A buddy of mine was like, I don't know what to do. So he just he continued on with his like fantasy football draft. He didn't miss any picks and all of this stuff. I know other, but I got a friend of mine who's, uh, whose husband applied for a job. Yes. So that's, and if there's a moment when you're like, man, I got to get a job, it is when your you, wife <laughs> is in labor. I can't think of a better time to get a job. So what we're doing this morning is 260-467-9500. While you were giving birth, your man, the guy in your life is doing what? It's Andy in the morning. Hi, go ahead. Playing video games. My mother-in-law had to take me to the hospital. Wait, uh, whoa, wait. So he didn't even take you to the hospital? He was like not playing on his phone, not on a gaming system at the hospital. He stayed home. Stayed home. Oh my gosh, that is outrageous. That is outrageous. Now ex-husband. Oh now, now ex-husband. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Andy in the morning. Hi. While you were giving birth, he was doing what? He asked the nurse to bring a TV in so that way he could play video games with his friends. What is up with guys in video games? Good lord. <laughs> oh my gosh. But to be fair, I mean, you know, they're probably stressed out too. Is that... Is that is that right? Well, it's no, no. You guys have no excuse on this. This is unbelievable. Like I say this to everybody. You got to say it out loud, just like she did. While I'm giving birth, you wanted to play video games. There's no way you can say that sentence, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, totally. Can. That's cool. You're giving birth. The man in your life was doing what? Go ahead. Well, he was passed out on the couch because we were at a wedding reception earlier that night, and he took probably eleven shots of tequila. Oh. oh. Did he miss it all? No, he didn't miss it all, but the nurse had to wake him up, so... Oh my gosh, that is and oh man, that is a long forty eight hours right yes, there. Yes, sir. That, it sure was. <laughs> yikes. Andy in the morning, hi. You're giving birth. He's doing what? Go ahead. So my husband got a new phone and he was setting it up on support with IT while I was giving birth. Oh my gosh, how long did that take? At least an hour. <laughs> Andy, in the morning, hi. You're giving birth. He's doing what? Go ahead. Well, my he was my husband at the time was texting his girlfriend while I was in the middle of giving birth. No. How did you find that out? How did you find that out? Well, I didn't find out till later on, you know, a few months later after, after I, you know, had my daughter and uh, found out about the obvious affair, but... Uh, Put two and two together about from phone records and everything, but yeah, it was apparent he was texting his girlfriend while I was 
in labor. That, I mean, isn't that unbelievable? Isn't that incredibly brash? I mean, it's like, what <sighs> in the world? You know what? I'm listening to your voice, and I, I could tell you've moved on from it, but <laughs> I don't know that I would have. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I haven't it's moved on. It didn't even happen to me. Sure, but, but yeah, we're... He's not my husband anymore, obviously, for the record. Wow. I mean, just dudes do this stuff all the time. That guy eating the pizza looks pretty good right about now, right? Yeah, I would have taken pizza for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Sadie in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Angie Nash is in studio with me, helping me out this morning. Everybody listening know about the Next Door app? My mom loves the Nextdoor app. So can you explain it, Angie, to those listening who might have no idea what we're talking about? Nextdoor app, another app. I don't have this. I don't want to download this. Can you at least explain the premise, though, if they don't know? Yeah, so it's for your neighborhood, and it's a group alert. So if somebody's like, hey, there's a weird van in the neighborhood, or hey, somebody stole a package off my porch, or is this your dog that's missing because it's been hanging around my house? You can put it on this front Nextdoor app, and other neighbors will see it, and they can comment. And you can sort of set parameters as to what you want to be bugged by as the consumer, like lost pet alerts. Do I care or not care? Right, right, right. I mean, I got to tell you, we had a a kid attempted abduction in my neighborhood about three, four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And man, oh, living did that set my next door app on fire and rightfully so. So I'm glad I had it because the news didn't carry that abduction because they went to verify for like three days later. No. Yes. And so I'm like, even if it's not true, I still want to know that that is a possible thing happening in my neighborhood. So I like the Nextdoor app for serious things or even not serious things, which I'm about to get into. So I don't know how everybody feels about this, but over the last, I don't know, handful of weeks, I sort of stepped outside in my neighborhood and I go... The smell of fall, not as good as I would want it to be. Like, I stepped outside and it just smelled like cow dung. Mm-hmm. It just smelled like poo. And I go, wait a minute, is this, is this, it's not burning leaves. Did, you know, and so I couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. And it happened three or four times sporadically. And so finally, I got a ping on my next door app. And finally, someone in my neighborhood had the same thought I did. And they're like, what in the heck is this smell of manure everywhere I turn? Mm -hmm. Why does our neighborhood stink? Someone answer this. It came out via the next door app again. They're like, apparently there's a farm that we're downwind of that this time of year spreads like manure to help make sure their crops are fertile for the spring planting. Mm Mm-hmm. I had no idea you manured your fields in the fall. Like, I just, look, I've lived here most of my life. I'm a Hoosier. I travel outside Indiana. Everybody assumes I know stuff about farming. I know lick about farming. <laughs> I don't know anything. And so I know I know by the 4th of July, you want it at your knee high, and that's about it. Knee high by the 4th of July. So I woke up yesterday and walked outside, and I live near the river, and I was like, oh, it smells terrible. The river smells awful today. This is awful. And then I drive to work, still the same smell. So it it was in the whole city. I was, I was like, who knew that? Who? I, I mean... Frankly, I'm at the point where I kind of want a nose alert. Do you ever watch the TV <laughs> news and they give you some sort of like air quality alert? And they're like, I'm like air quality. I don't know. I mean, what am I going to do? Stay inside with a gas mask? And doesn't doesn't Fort Wayne already have like a city water quality thing where you can go to their website and talk about like you like the water or you don't like the water or what it tastes like to you? Yeah. We need this. This, whoever did that water website, put together a cow butt air yes. website. I just need some alert that, hey, in the next week, I'm going to get around to doing my manure distribution. Mm-hmm. Heads up. Because I'm like, there's the story that's not getting covered. But we all know it's there. 
But I'm like, what is, I mean, I kept checking the bottom of my shoes like I was an old vaudeville skit. I'm like, what am I, what is this stepping in? The answer, a lot of cow and pig poo. That's the answer. See you in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Angie Nash in studio again. If you ever miss anything on the show, get caught up with the Andy in the Morning podcast. Available on iTunes. You and I have been watching a lot of the news content this morning because of the election. So let me first say this. First and foremost, I don't know that there's been any updates as you're waking up if you're just tuning in. But it's sort of all interesting from a civic standpoint. Like, hey, how often has this happened? And when does when will we get a resolution? And I don't know, truthfully, that anybody knows when we're going to get a resolution. Resolution. Right. I, I just don't know that anybody really knows. Some of the electoral college stuff is interesting because it doesn't come up very often. Uh, we're learning today, or at least I did. If you've ever watched any of the maps, like Nebraska is both blue and red. I just learned that today because apparently they split their votes somehow. Or yeah. Something. So they, they split their electoral votes because basically a couple of counties. Um, and so I, I don't have a great. I'm not an expert on why some people split their votes, but apparently Maine and Nebraska have a history of doing it. Since 1992, Nebraska has split its electoral votes between congressional districts. But what you and I saw was that if the electoral math comes down to where the candidates end up at 269 and 269, Mm -hmm. the tie-breaking vote goes to one county in Nebraska. Holy cow. Because they split their electoral votes, and that one right now is leaning Biden. Mm -hmm. If it ends up shaking out like that. Don't read too much into what I just said, other than it's interesting that some people split their electoral votes because the math is all over the place. Again, if there's a star of any of this over the last couple of days, it's cool touchscreen maps. Yes. Yes. And John King from CNN. John King. Man, bless his little heart. He's so cute. He is. uh, So, yeah, those are some of the things that uh, as you're waking up today that you're going to kind of wait to see plan out. I don't know truthfully how long the process could take if lawyers get involved and apparently they will be uh, both in Pennsylvania Michigan and probably a recount in Wisconsin the adage I have this morning is I know if you ask for a recount you have to pay for the recount your campaign does and the other sort of comp or precedent was the hanging Chad thing with Bush and Gore and that went into December before they had a resolution on that so I'm kind of gearing up more toward that So I was asking Andy off air, like, what if they don't have a resolution by the end of the year? Like when it's time for the inauguration, then what? Well, I don't. I mean, are they allowed to go past 2020 and not have an idea? I don't know. I, here's what I know only from research over the last couple of days. The presidential election of 1876 had a couple things that were interesting about it. One, it was the largest voter turnout ever. 82% of the electorate showed up and voted. And that was between Rutherford B. Hayes, who ultimately won, and a guy named Samuel Tilden. Samuel Tilden. Well, it went on for months. And then finally, through hearings, the House of Representatives agreed to a compromise mm-hmm. and Rutherford B. Hayes ended up taking on the role of president. The thing that's also interesting is both Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel Tilden both kind of really didn't care if they got the job or not. <laughs> like none of them were that passionate about it. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, so 
I don't believe that's the case in this scenario. Yeah, it feels like those guys want it. I can't totally tell, but but it feels feels like like they both kind of want this. Sandy in the morning, it's Magic 95.1. Again, thanks for waking up with us. I came across this list earlier in the week. Of course, it's trying to relate to the election regarding, you know, science, what people believe and don't believe. And it took that sort of thing that's going on in the political narrative and switched it to Hollywood because they're like, you know what, there's a lot of myths that movies have made us believe that are not true at all. For example, if you were in a gunfight and you hide behind a car door, the car door is so lightweight, it is not bulletproof. What? But yet when you watch it in the movies, people hide behind doors all the time and it's not so like that is an example of one of the myths, the not true things that movies have made us believe over the years. This one I've known for a while. The science behind being knocked out by chloroform. In the movies, it takes seconds. In reality, if I put a chloroform rag over your mouth, Angie, it would take five to seven minutes before you might fall asleep. But movies don't have that sort of time. Whoa. These are myths that movies have made us believe, and they may not be true, including gun silencers actually work. Technically, they do, but not like in the movies. In real life, a gun with a silencer is still relatively loud, and you could hear it. Mm -hmm. But when in the movies, you're like, oh, I went stealth, snipe, nobody heard anything other than the trigger release. So that's not true. You should suck the venom out of a bite. Yes, I see that all the time on TV. You could actually contaminate the wound and harm the nerves and blood vessels to the victim. You could also cause harm to yourself by the one doing the sucking. (laughs) I I have wondered that, though. (laughs) Aren't you just ingesting the thing you're not supposed to ingest? It's in your body? But I didn't know if it wouldn't mix with the chemicals in your mouth if it made it, like, inactive. That's what I kind of thought. Well, I thought one was, like, your bloodstream. You're probably right. Or your stomach acids would dilute it. Let's hope that that's true. The other thing that uh, movies sort of teach us is that, like, there's truth serums out there in the world. Yes! I think science is here to tell you that it, that, that, that doesn't even exist. But like tequila that. works real really? closely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's going on in Hollywood. It was only released two weeks ago, but Borat's subsequent movie film, the sequel is now currently the number two watch streaming movie in America, just behind Disney Plus's release of Hamilton. And can I add on to that really quick, Andy? I am so glad that they started that GoFundMe or made that donation for the lady who acted in the Borat movie as the babysitter. Because there's so many things, and I'm not going to give it away, but so many things that happen in that movie that these are just innocent, unsuspecting people. I have a little, I don't, I mean, if you have a camera crew on you for 29 hours, you should suspect something. But she thought she was filming for like under underage wives and men. So yeah. she thought she was really helping and really, you know, she's in the thing. So I'm glad that they, she got some scratch out of this. I heard she's also in like up for another role. Did you see where she's <laughs> also like us? Like they might have her in a counselor as another in another part in a movie. <laughs> so I I think she's going to be coming out okay. But I also think even though it's two weeks in, Borat might become the most streamed movie of 2020, which I just think in a way might be poignant by the time all of the counting is said and done. Gwyneth Paltrow owns the website Goop, and it's really not targeted to you and me. It is so outlandish in some of the things. Like, Neiman Marcus puts out a catalog every year, and they're like, hey, would you like to buy a plane? And you're like, no, because nobody can. It's similar to that. It includes a $7,500 home birthing chair, a loaf of bread that lights up like a wall display, and a perfume that smells like your lady bits. 
I went to their sale. I went to, immediately to the clearance. Of and, Goop? Of Goop. I immediately went to their clearance site. And at 70% off, you can get a beaded dress for still $578. That's nuts, man. It's just, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Michael J. Fox is working on his fourth memoir. He says, quote, my guitar playing is not any good. My short-term memory with Parkinson's is still taking its toll. He has trouble with his short-term memory. He can't draw anymore. He says his dancing was never any good. And acting is getting tougher because he can't remember his lines. So he's on to his fourth memoir. And this time it's entitled No Time Like the Future. It's going to be out the 17th of this month. I admit I read the first two. I haven't read the third one, but I read the first two. I love that you did that because there's nothing in me in the world that would make me be like, I should read Michael J. Fox's Fox's memoir. memoir. (laughs) I mean, nothing, nothing. I think I'm talking about it because I'm proud I actually did it. This is before (laughs) kids when I had time. I'm like, I don't know how anybody with kids reads a book. I don't know. When do you do that? That, That's got to be who invented Audible. Whoever invented Audible has kids and they were trying to do dinner at the same time. Oh, yeah. And finally, it's Movember. You're going to see a lot of famous mascots shaving their facial fuzz, including KFC's Colonel Sanders, Burger King, and the Pringles guy with his mustache. All will be going away this month in order to raise money for men's health issues. Andy is blonde and has a hard time growing a mustache. I am Puerto Rican, very dark hair, and have no problem growing a mustache. If you and I had a month-long competition, (laughs) I would put my money on you. Forget it. I'm Santa Claus by the end of the month. (laughs) It's Andy in the morning on Magic 95.1.